Hello, and welcome to Arthritis at Home. Today's episode, we're going to be previewing the last edition of 2022 of Joint Health Insight. And that's going to include a special report on osteoarthritis. Osteoarthritis is a leading cause of difficulties with mobility and disability, not just in Canada, but worldwide. Six million Canadians have arthritis. Five million of those have osteoarthritis. And that number is expected to more than double by 2040. I'm one of those people living with osteoarthritis. And today we're joined by somebody who's studying osteoarthritis. And that is ACES program coordinator, Ellen Wang. Ellen, welcome. Thank you for having me, Kelly. Ellen, you got great credentials to join us today because you not only have a bachelor and master's in kinesiology, you're now studying your PhD at UBC with Dr. Linda Lee from Arthritis Research Canada. And when you're not, when you do have some downtime, you also are a yoga instructor and fitness enthusiast. Um, and know a lot about exercise, exercise training, and motivating people. So a perfect person for me to talk to today about the Joint Health Insight Special Edition Osteoarthritis. Well, I am honored. Thank you very much, Kelly. It's not just uh, mobility and disability, though, Ellen, isn't it? That There's a lot of other related conditions that people living with osteoarthritis have, and that can be ranged from poor sleep to fatigue to depressed mood, loss of independence. And I think one other thing that people should realize, and you're going to, I think, tell us now, you know, what what is OA and what causes it, but 80% of people with OA have knee OA, and many of these individuals injured their joint earlier in life, and we're going to talk about that as we kind of dive deep now into osteoarthritis and some of the information and content from this upcoming Joint Health Insight. So maybe to get started, can you tell our viewers what, what is OA and how, is it, how does it occur? Yeah, absolutely, Kelly. So osteoarthritis is kind of its own um, specific category because so you have the inflammatory arthritis and then you have osteoarthritis. And the reason why we classify it differently is technically osteoarthritis is non-inflammatory. So the beginning of the disease, there is no inflammation, but at the end of the disease, there can be inflammation, but there's no, it's not inflammatory arthritis. And what happens in osteoarthritis is you have two bones, for example, your knee, right? You got the big bone, your femur, and then your tibia, and they move. When they move, there's usually fluid in between the joints, sorry, in the joint, in between the bones, and that fluid is called cartilage. When that cartilage starts to disappear, break down, the bones then start to rub against one another. So you get this bone-on-bone -bone contact, and that is actually what osteoarthritis is. Um, particularly knee osteoarthritis, as you said, is one of the fastest growing chronic diseases worldwide. And as you've touched on, there's many different reasons for the increase or the uptick in, in, in uh, osteoarthritis. 
mind or does anybody been able to sort of uh, quantify what the what the burden or what the cost is of OA uh, to the to the Canadian healthcare system? Yeah, it's, you know, the numbers are are about estimated at about 17.5 billion a year wow. in productivity. So again, loss of productivity is a little bit larger than what are the direct healthcare costs because we have to understand that yes, going to the doctor to talk to your healthcare provider about the specific pain, fatigue, um, insomnia that you experience because of the osteoarthritis, that's one thing. But not being able to stand up and lift heavier boxes at work if you are in a, in a role that's more labor intensive. Or, for example, you know, not being able to walk upstairs, that's another big one. So it's not just the direct healthcare costs, but the overall loss in productivity. Right. And when we talk about that, it's not just not being able to go to work. It's people who are going to work, but are not as productive because of their OA. Exactly. exactly. So there are a lot of myths associated with OA. And one of the things people will find when they look at the Joint Health Insight is we have a little table sort of debunking the myths. Um, but maybe the the biggest one, and we want to spend a little time on, is this idea that osteoarthritis is an old person's disease. And people, you know, are basically just supposed to live with their pain as they get older. Let's look at that. And maybe you can tell us who does get OA. Absolutely. So Kelly, I think the previously the thought around osteoarthritis was it's a wear and tear disease. So using it too much will cause osteoarthritis. And what we've realized is that's not exactly true because the mechanism by which osteoarthritis occurs is very what we call multifactorial, right? It's a com combination of sedentary lifestyle, um, perhaps excess body weight that causes more pressure on joints. It's not as simple as I'm using my joints too much and now I've worn out my cartilage. What we have realized though, it's everything's like a bell-shaped curve in science, right? It's the people who perhaps do do the same repetitive stressful movement over and over again. Yes, they're at higher likelihood of developing osteoarthritis. The individuals who don't use their joints are the other end of the spectrum, are also more likely to develop osteoarthritis. The individuals in the middle who do, you know, moderate or a higher amount of physical activity, et cetera, are the ones who are most protected from osteoarthritis. So I think that's a good way to conceptualize it. So it's either end, then you get a little bit more. And the other big thing is, so the, um, the highest uptick by age group has been in the youth, which after a sports injury, we know that data shows, I think it's 50% for the next 10 years. So say you sustain an injury at the age of 17, over the next 10 years of your life, you're at a 50% risk or you're like an increased risk of developing osteoarthritis. Now that, that part, I think that's the really, really interesting, something we got to watch out for. I'm glad you mentioned that because one of the really terrific young researchers over at Arthritis 
Research Canada, where you are doing a lot of your work, is Dr. Jackie Whitaker. And we have an article in this month's Joint Health Insight. And we look at the work that she's doing, the focus of her research is on um, what people can do after an injury to minimize their risk for developing OA. So a, a preventative approach, which really is um, causing, I think, a lot of people to sort of rethink um, their, their own sort of uh, beliefs and systems around OA, that this is something that can be prevented, that although those in, you said there's a high, high risk factor with those injuries that occur when people are teenagers or in their 20s. Um, she's looking at how we can develop interventions and approaches to help mitigate or work against that. Exactly. So you talked about inflammatory arthritis. We're talking today about osteoarthritis. One thing both of them have in common is how important it is to get an early diagnosis. What are some of the steps people can take to sort of be on the watch for symptoms, but if they do think they've developed symptoms to get a diagnosis for their OA? Great question, Kelly. And the symptoms are actually, uh, you know, relatively similar. Osteoarthritis in this case affects primarily what we call the weight-bearing joints, your knees, your hips, your spine. And the primary symptom is pain. So if you do experience pain, or perhaps it may manifest first as stiffness for more than two weeks, you know, there should be a little bit of an alarm going on in your head. And it's not just if, if you normally have stiffness or or you went and did a workout the next day. No, it's this consistent, unexplained stiffness for more than two weeks. All right, make a doctor's appointment if there's swelling in the joint. So that one um, usually happens actually in the hands and the feet. So watch out for swelling in the fingers and the toes, especially, and it's the knuckle areas. Uh, and then the last thing being reduced muscle strength and joint mobility. So how much you can actually do, how strong you feel while you do it, and at what range you can do it. So if it gets really difficult to pick up a box from your counter, right, or excessively difficult, then what you remember very recently, again, you should be thinking in your head, all right, that combined with the morning stiffness, hmm, probably time to make a doctor's appointment. Um, one of the tools and resources that we include in this Joint Health Insight is a, um, a handout that ACE, along with some other patient organizations and researchers, clinical experts, helped develop is a handbook called Talk to Your Doctor About Joint Pain. And it helps explain to patients how to have an effective conversation with their healthcare provider um, to gain that accurate diagnosis and to get a treatment plan that you're describing. So that's something I think people um, would appreciate um, and something for them to look forward to in the, uh, in the Joint Health Insight. Um, so when we're talking about treatment and management of OA, Ellen, um, 
currently, and, and we know, you know, over the past several decades, the biotech and pharmaceutical industry have been spending and investing a lot of time and money trying to find drugs or medications that treat the underlying disease process of, of OA. Um, we don't, they haven't been able to, to find that holy grail yet. So there are medications to treat the symptoms. Um, maybe you can just spend a little time talking to us about uh, treatment and management strategies for OA. Yeah, absolutely, Kelly. Um, this one's going to be a little bit counterintuitive because I know there's this, um, again, like there was this misconception of wear and tear previously. There was this misconception of if my knee's in pain, I should be resting. And I'm not saying to push past the pain. That's absolutely not what I'm saying. But there's this understanding now in, in the science, in the literature that motion is lotion that as you move your joints, what happens is you signal your body to produce cartilage. Unfortunately, if you don't move, then your body doesn't get the signals to produce more cartilage. So you're just gonna have continuous breakdown. I'm not saying to push through the pain, but I am saying to acknowledge that. And perhaps if possible, do some light movement, do some what we call low impact movement, because what it does is it still helps us create those signals to our body that we need to actually produce cartilage. And I'm saying, whatever you do, start small, right? If that's, I'm going to go and walk around the pool for a little bit. Maybe I'm going to swim a few laps now. All right, that feels good. Maybe I'm going to do some really, really light yoga and make that part of my day. Once that feels good, maybe I'm going to do a short walk, a short, short walk, just around the block and back, right? Again, if you're making a lifestyle change, making it very, very progressive, doable, achievable, not to set these ridiculous goals. So if you take two things away, motion is lotion. And to take whatever lifestyle change you want to do, just more movement. It does not have to be exercise. It doesn't have to be physical activity. If you want to get up and dance for three minutes, that is fantastic. That's an excellent preview for this uh, for this issue of uh, Joint Health Insight. And we really hope you, our viewers, are going to take some time to look at it. And we really want to be able to get feedback from you as well. So when you read that Joint Health Insight, if there are any questions you have or comments, please send them to us. And also, we can report that osteoarthritis is going to be one of the subject areas for um, our 2023 ACE national surveys. So one of our surveys next year is going to be on osteoarthritis. So this is a topic that we know is very important to a lot of Canadians. And we're going to be spending more time in the upcoming year on, on the topic. Ellen, thank you for spending time with us today, talking OA. And we thank you, our viewers, for joining us again and welcome you to another episode of Arthritis at Home next week, which will be our last episode of 2022. And for everyone, um, have a safe and uh, healthy week ahead. Thank you. Thank you, everyone.